Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey, now everybody, welcome to episode 376 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, sending you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. On tonight's episode, we'll be doing a little bit of movie news, a little bit of trivia, and a lot of talking about TV shows based on films or spun off of film franchises, along with reviews for The Eternals, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Willy's Wonderland. So we got a hell of a show. Stick with us tonight. How you been? It's been a while since we talked. (laughs) Uh, You've been uh, watching a lot of films. I mean, you've been on a tear lately, my friend. uh, Films? uh, I mean, films may be a highbrow description word. I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, flicks, you know, like like, like you flick a booger. That's what I've been watching a lot uh, of. Speaking of watching a lot of flicks, what are your thoughts about MoviePass coming back out and announcing itself as a new entity and maybe doing a tiered I'm system. I'm on the list. I'm um, on the list. Are you really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I just we hadn't discussed what before. it is, but um, yeah, basically they're gonna make you watch ads, um, and then you can probably earn points and trade that in for uh, movie tickets. Which I, I guess. I mean, I'll try it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, but my I'll problem is this: is the product really there in the theaters to necessitate? A movie pass where I want to see something for that free. much or that many times. I guess. Uh, well, oh no, but it's but. Well, I don't. Is know. it free? I, I thought mean, it was a subscription service still, like a tiered subscription, like once a day you have to do this, or and will it beat all these yeah. movie companies already? I mean, the, the way I understood it was well, I guess there's no understanding it yet because it's not out, and I don't really know what the hell they're doing. But the way I understand it is that. Uh, uh, it might not be free, but it's not very expensive, right? Because you you have to earn the tickets. I like it. They're making you work for your movies. Yeah. So you have to watch ads or whatever, and they they have the script thing that makes sure your eyeballs are watching the whole time. Uh, and then yeah, and then you earn I don't know what points or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. It really didn't sound like Movie Pass anymore. You know, like like it once was. Um, back in the good old days when they were just handing out money. <laughs> oh man, when I remember when I first had the movie pass, I, I, I think it was week. late uh, 2014, and uh-huh. they ran out of tickets. If you went yes. on like a Sunday night, they just didn't have tickets anymore. And you're yeah. like, what do you, what do you mean you ran out of tickets? Like they, they only had so many. And really, the movie that crashed the system was Mission Impossible yeah. Fallout. Which that they, was they the weekend had when, to tell people you just couldn't see it. <laughs> Yeah, so July, the the end, uh, yeah. late July 2018, and here we are, um, some four years later, and with you know the setback with the pandemic, I wonder if they would have launched this much earlier if if things had gone right in the world, you know, with the, with the movies and the release schedule that was originally supposed to be out there. I mean, hell, I'm still waiting for Top Gun too, um, and I, I don't, I don't I mean, have someone any bought faith. it and uh, and and did this. So it wasn't this isn't really them. This is somebody else. They're just using the name. So I don't, I don't, like I don't know that I understand it to completely. It just sounds like another, you know, weird, uh, you know, it's an internet thing. Remember back in like the early 2000s, that's an internet thing. People just made shit. Is it, is it, is it has to do with the internet? Is it on the internet? Oh, okay, great. That's what it sounds like, you know? It's just an internet thing. What do you think about Netflix announcing that they are not only going to make one sequel to Red Notice, they are going to do back-to-back filming. So we're going to get a Red Notice 2 and 3 
very similar to Knives Out 2 and 3 that they've invested in with Ryan Johnson. Here we are with uh, The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds all confirming that they will return for two mm-hmm. more sequels. Talk about well, a film that not only didn't call for a sequel, but definitely doesn't call for two sequels. Quantity over quality? I mean, that's where we're at right now. It's just another item to scroll past on the Netflix menu. I mean, really, is well, it's that what quantity this is? over because quality, right? And, and it's it's ownership, right? Everyone, and this isn't just Netflix doing this. It's everyone's doing this. Um, they're all building up content because they want to run their own uh, a service. It causes fracturing and confusion in the consumer's mind, in my opinion. It causes shitty a, products is what it does. <laughs> what if I'm a Mark Wahlberg fan and I want to collect all of his movies? Oh, yeah. You now can't he's got anymore. a film on Spencer Confidential on Netflix. He's got yeah, you Infinite oh, you on can't even Paramount buy, Plus. I don't think you can buy Spencer Confidential. No, there's not physical medium uh, copies of this. I mean, so I mean, there'll, just, there'll be illegal ones. You can, you can certainly buy bootlegs of these. Um, right. I have a box full of them because I thought what fun it would be to buy from a bootleg company a box of uh, of random ones for cheap. They claim they're trying to get rid of, but <laughs> you just print out the fucking covers and burn the disc. I don't know what you're trying to get rid of, what stock you have. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but it was it was yeah, one of those companies, you know, because remember I bought um, uh, the True Lies, the true lies and, uh, and yeah, from from one company that went under. But that those were uh, um, the the couple discs I bought from them, which were movies that were unavailable otherwise uh were really high quality and and these discs from these these new guys is low quality i didn't know you got the spencer confidential disc what else did you get i didn't get that (laughs) okay (laughs) i Um, I would be i would be more excited about that no nothing no i mean maybe maybe for someone i mean maybe i'll i'll you know, give them away or something. I'm going to do a YouTube video uh, of, of an unboxing and, and have a look at it and everything. Ah, uh, so I see why you're being coy with me. He wants you to drive you over <laughs> to our YouTube channel, the Movie Mavericks YouTube channel, so he can show you an unbox it'll be up, uh, for you uh, in person. I'm, 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 I'm probably doing it next week, so it'll be up next week sometime. Um, I'll put it on the Facebook and uh, all the places, you know, yes, uh, people will know. You'll be able to see if it's any good. Um, I, I the, the site is called moviesareus.net. Um, they're pretty big. Uh, um, they're, I mean, they're all over Facebook with the ads. Um, they are in the YouTube people's, you know, ears and giving people things. I've and they do have actually really high quality stuff that I've seen other people get for free or, you know, purchase from them, and they make YouTube videos of it. Uh, so I don't know. It's weird. It's such a gray area too. And these all those sites lie. They act like they're like. They always say like we're the we have made deals with Netflix to distribute. They you didn't make no fucking deals. <laughs> you downloaded that shit and burn it on a disc. One hundred percent. And I am you know I hadn't heard about Movies R Us before. You had uh, you sent me these links a couple months back when we were going through this. And there are some real gems on there. Some hard to find things. Some out of print things. And I always kind yeah. of mystifies me on how some things don't make the the jump to the other medium. You know, you'll find things on VHS that never were printed onto DVD. You'll find DVDs that were never printed onto Blu-ray. And what necessitates something making that jump from one medium to the other and what gets left behind? Because I'm blown there's away a couple, that... Warner Archives collection had a couple great flicks in it that were, I'm blown I away think, that big with, sellers. With disc-on-demand technology that everything isn't just available for me to order. I really am. 
If I can, you're right. If how I can, can that, get it on how Apple, can that not be true. I, right? I should be able to get a physical copy, right? Yeah. I mean, literally, yes, it all exists. And it's easy enough. Um, you know, as long as James Cameron's not involved, um, you can just fucking get them and burn them right on the things, you know? And like I say, I have True Lies, Blu-ray, high def quality, and James Cameron uh, didn't touch it or look at it. It's out there. Yeah, it that's a beautiful disc, too. You know? That yeah, presentation on that disc so that you have is great. I don't know what James Cameron's going to do with it. I yeah, mean, really? Is well, that movie? Probably the special features. Uh, no, it's the transfers and everything. He still thinks he's, uh, you know, panda scanning. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> He's stuck underwater doing Avatar films at the moment. Mm. All right, let's uh, let's get into some some movies, some some TV shows. It's been a while since we had a chance to chat. You've seen a slew of things. I've been stuck in the television world, but luckily you've seen a lot of the same things that I have seen. And uh, I want to start off with the Amazon Prime series Jack Reacher, starring Alan Richson, uh, who played Thad on Blue Mountain State Alan so well so for so awesome. many years. Watch Blood Drive. Watch Blood Drive. Find it. Watch it. I agree. Great show. I believe that's on the Peacock app right now or the NBC oh uh, app. I don't but have you can the damn Blood Peacock, Drop. you know? We got to get Actually, you the Peacock. I do have that's the, peacock the problem with here. Peacock. I do Nobody have the Peacock, and I, and I think I, you know, I won't let the internet know, but... Uh, yeah, I believe I have your login still. <laughs> I was going to say, I not only do you have the app, in, sir, so. <laughs> you have the login to the premium subscription. So, yeah, I, I might have it. <laughs> and I don't want people to think that I'm the dumb shit that the only idiot in America who's paying for the Peacock app. Let me it's tell you how one, I got it. It's is the that one that I drew the line at. It came free with something else. It, oh, okay, well, then that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, after I bought, after I, I, I already have Netflix and, and, and Prime, obviously. Um, my, and my brother has Hulu. I don't have Shutter anymore. I canceled that. It's too much. I don't have enough time to watch all this shit. Um, but I did have Shutter, and that, that was really good. But I, I, you know, I watched a movie a month, so I, I said no. And uh, and yeah, and HBO, and then Paramount Plus. Um, yeah, but by, by the time I get to Universal Peacock, I just have to say no. <laughs> yeah, it's I agree. Too much. That's what I did with with Paramount Plus. That's why I just. I look at that and go, I just don't find the value as of yet. Now, when they have Mission Impossible 7 and 8 and Top Gun on there and things like Fair that. Fair enough. I mean, I watch, probably, I still yeah. um, do watch uh, some things on Paramount Plus and whatnot. And, they, and plus, they have the Star Treks and stuff. And, you know, I can't not watch Star Trek. Uh, I watched a couple seasons of the, or a couple episodes of that new sh- episode series on there, The Discovery. I, I was not the biggest fan of it, so I didn't feel like I was missing out on too much. But I hate they did it. have some interesting shows. Uh, I, I do that with a lot of epi- <laughs> series, to be honest with you. I hate watch a lot of television shows, but um, you know the, the, this Jack Reacher show based oh, yeah. on the what Killing Floor, about? which is the <laughs> inaugural Jack Reacher book, which I think is the weakest book out of the series. Because it's written in the first person, um, not my favorite book on that that series. But nonetheless, they made more it problems into. Than that. <laughs> let, let me start did off. You with, like, with did you like? Did you like this show? I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I only, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched three episodes of all of these shows that we're going to talk about. So I didn't complete the series, but I read the okay. book, so I know where this is going. What I did like is I I did like that. This well, you felt missed out like a, a small you missed enough the story. Tell you Did that I? much. Oh, yeah, because that last episode's fucking good. Well, I don't know if I necessarily want to proceed watching this after what I saw. I, I saw something very bland, <laughs> very scaled down, and well, let's just a lot of 
acting with a capital A. Do you know what I mean by uh, that? Alan like Rich, a lot of posturing Rich is and horrendous in this. Um, I thought so too. And it hurts me to say himself. that. I love the guy. Like I say, um, he's he does great in dramatic roles. He does great in comedic roles. I've always seen him as a, as, as an, an an all around actor, and it, it's the writing in this that is so weak. And you can tell right away because Jack Reacher is just too cool for school. He's too good for everything. There's just no effort he needs to put forward in order to win uh, you know, a battle of the wits and brains or, or bronze and, and muscle. He's got everyone fucking beat. And so I thought that the secondary characters in this, that the Oscar Finley character, the, detec- the detective, and then the, the Roscoe, uh, the female uh, um, deputy, are deputy. far more interesting characters. And they have more interesting uh, character arcs as well. And because when they get when they get put into danger, they have to make that brave decision to actually go through with it because they're not Jack Reacher. <laughs> well, the whole story centers around an obstacle for Reacher, but then he's really not presented with any other obstacle but getting out of that jam. Do you know what I mean by that? He's yeah, not he doesn't really seem to care. In- he's a drifting character that just drifts through everything. And Richardson himself his, has such a good cr- a comedic timing that I kept thinking oh, it's so bad. when he was being the smart ass that it work. he was going to break in. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, it truly doesn't. He he has the hulking presence, but no. then you realize that it, Tom Cruise really brought the acting ability yes, to this. Yes, he's way smoother. Without, I, I need this guy. If this yeah. guy's smart, he needs to be smooth, not just not just big, muscly, and dumb. And he's. His the the way he uh, hits it, he it almost he he's almost like a, a true to life peacemaker, you know. It really is honestly because he's kind of a fucking dick to everybody, especially the detective. Um, it, it, as you go along with it, he's just mean to the guy. <laughs> What's funny is as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, would John Cena have done better in this role? In you know, we'll get to the peacemaker I'd next, but maybe. I'm glad Cena's what he's in over this because I just think that this is a very bland project. I think the writing's this to bad. Me, once, I don't think the casting's just feel, bad. I think the writing's bad and the direction as well. I think, the, as you say, the, bland. It's, it's bland on every dull. level. Yeah, it's the whole thing. I think the yep. color scheme that they use, uh, the locations no, they're the shooting in. as well. I mean, the whole thing, like his brother dies in this and that's the crux of it. Like, that's why he's got to stay there and like um, find out like who killed his brother, right? That's the whole point of the show. And that gets lost in here very quickly. He just doesn't, because he's emotionless as well, which is just, I, I don't yeah. know, like he's on the spectrum or something. That's the way they present it. Like he doesn't understand. He doesn't know how to be a human. He's a robot. It's fucking weird. I've just never, especially after, and I never read the Jack Reacher books, but after coming off the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher, this is just odd to me. I don't know if the books are more more like this or more like the the Tom Cruise ones, but this is just altogether. I'd say they're a happy medium in between the two. This is what the difference is in terms of screen characterizations that I've seen is that when Cruise was when Cruise was outsmarting somebody, he actually did it in a more subtle, understated way where he let that person figure out that they had been outsmarted, whereas this characterization on the prank yeah, show, I just think about the, he's in your face about it, like, nah, 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 mm-hmm. I'm better than you, I'm exactly. smarter than you, he's you should asshole. be doing this. He's an asshole in this show, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, just the, the Tom Cruise on the bus with the ball cap, you know, like that is smooth shit. That's someone yeah, who, that's a smooth I, operator, someone who knows what they're doing, you know, and this guy just felt like... He wasn't there, but he was. But he he would rub it in your face like I'm really smart. I figured this out. <laughs> like okay, God, I, yeah. There's um another series that's coming out on Amazon that I have high hopes for. It's based on a series of novels by Jack Carr. Have you read him at all? He's he's a former Navy SEAL who writes 
uh, action adventure I know who he is, type but books. No, he is a, I've not read him. Um, and Chris Pratt is playing the main character, and mm-hmm. they're developing that for a show. I think it comes out July Fourth weekend. It does on Prime. I'm, I'm pretty and, sure, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. That that I agree to me, because I hope they don't botch because I like uh, uh, Chris Pratt. But I, you know, they've botched every single show at this point. You know. Um, they just really have. I thought the uh, the 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 Clancy stuff didn't work. Um, nope. Was what was dull. the what was the the um the Michael B. Jordan one? Um, More Clancy without remorse. Yeah, one, yeah, without remorse. Yeah, and the other one I was thinking was the Jack Ryan stuff, um, which I, I well, didn't at least like Jack Ryan had some. At least Jack Ryan had a pulse to it. It had a, a bit of energy. It did but everything I that we talked about it otherwise is lackadaisical and boring. Yeah, that that's a problem with these shows to the most part these they're about 12 minutes too long as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. i mean each of these have about a, a last I act i love these types truncated. of shows though no i you should really you might as well just just watch the last episode of, of reacher because it is it's it's a very like the, they kind of gear up and they go in and they take out the bad guys and stuff and and it's it's got to be hands down the best episode of the whole show <laughs> Well, um, I'm finally glad that they had a, a decent. I mean, look, it's not an unwatchable show. It's just okay. Is is the best way I can put it? Uh, yeah, in I mean, my opinion, I agree. All right, let's talk about the HBO Max show, uh, The Peacemaker, which is James Gunn's spinoff from his odd summer flop. Really, it didn't do that well as, as much as it was supposed to do. The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad yeah. and. Um, which I found to be a, a huge, huge, huge disappointment and really underwhelming in a lot of aspects. I didn't like it at all. But I, didn't even, I, I, I really didn't. I didn't even like Peacemaker that much in that movie. I didn't care for him at all. I thought the humor was out of place. This show has turned my this thoughts show around totally. This so totally. fucking good. <laughs> it is, I love the, the intro. such a surprise. I lo- no, this is James Gunn. This is James Gunn. This is what I was hoping 100%. for with the, with the Suicide Squad. And it just didn't deliver. Like, Suicide Squad, is, I just think it's a weird fucking movie. Um, and it's not very good. But this is, you know, excellent. This has heart. This character is well-rounded. Um, he's not all, He's not completely good. He's not completely bad. But he's he's both. Um, and, and that goes for all the characters in this. And there's so much quirkiness with everyone that works. And not only works independently, but works when they're together in a group. And it goes for the good guys and the bad guys. Um, it almost seems an impossible show to exist, really. And to be the, as good as it is. I came into this very jaded. I mean, like I've been, Rebecca, first of all, I've been recommending this show to many people and I hear the same thing. Well, I didn't like the Suicide Squad. I didn't either. If this show had come out before the Suicide Squad, I may have warmed up to that film a little bit more. In fact, I'm thinking about rewatching it just to see if I, if I maybe missed the boat on something or didn't, didn't get this particular didn't. aspect of it. You, but you John Cena <laughs> is fantastic in this role. He's, mm-hmm. I who would have thought that him and James Gunn would have been a great match for each other in terms of, what their strong suits are and the way he plays the the idiotic arrogant buffoon you know the, he's a the, likable the, asshole the, the, yeah he's really confidently is. wrong yeah. douchebag is fucking but great and the, 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 the talk about diversity this is a show that mm-hmm. has diversity without calling over attention to it at every, yep. a, every, every aspect. character just is as it is like lesbian whatever race they are they just are that and they just exist within that and as expected they act um 
uh, like you'd think that they would, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, I do. I agree with that. They I like it. feel human yeah. and lived in, in a way that Reacher felt fake and everybody was just portraying something. This actually felt like, and we can't discount Robert Patrick and what he's doing here, playing a totally unlikable character in a, in a way that makes you have sympathy for him, but also disgust. In a lot, you know of, what yeah. I mean? I mean like most, it's mostly a, you just hate him, but... Um, but at the yeah, same but time, the you same almost time, want him, I know you want him to be able to turn around, to be able to be like, uh, okay, I, I I see the wrong and what I am, but uh, it's kind of good that he doesn't. But um, I thought that you, you talked about the opening act here, the opening Credit. musical number. Everything yeah. about this is James Gunn screaming, "It's James Gunn!" And there's no, this is him turned up to a hundred percent volume to level eleven, and. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. Do you think I mean, that's I really um, think this is great uh, because it, when you look at the Marvel movies that he's done, um, you can tell that there's there's oversight. Um, you can certainly tell with the Warner Brothers with the DC stuff. There's a lot of oversight. Um, this felt like they didn't give a shit. They were like, "That's ah, an HBO show. Do whatever you want." They needed filler and content, and now I'm I'm excited to think that if this spinoff show for the Penguin that's going to be associated with the Batman movie is half as good as this, I'm fucking. <laughs> this is the kind of spinoff I want, where it takes a character I didn't mm-hmm. much think about, expands on them to a point where I actually care about them now, yeah. and it has some really comedic moments in it that are out of left field. It only gets I mean, better, like as as you watch the strong, show. Strong, strong writing. You've only seen three strong of these writing. as well. Yes, that's yeah, right. It yeah. only gets better, honestly. Yeah. I, my favorite line in that pilot episode was when Cena's looking at his x-ray, and he said, I'm just depressed, Doc. This makes me look like I'm just all bulk. I take a lot of time to work on my small muscle groups, and you can't even tell. I mean, that uh-huh. kind of shit, and he says it with such sincerity. And I don't know if Cena's growing on me more as an actor, because I did like him over the summer in that one film with the... Little little Ray Howard, what was that? Uh, uh shit. That were they were on oh, vacation. Uh, yeah, um, I don't remember. Bad it was vacation a, buddies. A Hulu original where they're Hulu uh, movie. Yeah, vacation buddies or something like that. You're right. Yeah, something like that. But that was he was actually pretty he was great fucking in good that. in that I know. too. Well, he, I mean, honestly, so, after the Marine, how could you ever not like John Cena? I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot of times when I've how asked people you? how the fuck do you not like John yeah, exactly. Cena and how do you not like the Marine? Well, I mean he's hard. And tell me it, you didn't think about the he's Marine. Hard to see when you saw Patrick and him together. It's hard to spot well, him, you know. Yeah, I mean he's such a small individual. Well, he's camouflage. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's camouflage. He's he's invisible. I fucking love this show, The Eagle. I mean, the Eagle Eagly. How odd is it, Eagly? The Eagle that he, he hugs named the your fucking Eagle. eagle. eagle? <laughs> <laughs> As a fucking eagle. I don't know. This this is a <laughs> show yeah, that, as I'm watching it, everything about it was surprising to me. I didn't know where it was going, and I, I appreciated that. And it felt like 50 minutes flew by. Yeah, and there's a good um, there's a good story to this. I mean, a good superhero story to this um, that I won't ruin because because uh, there's there's too much to ruin. But but it is in there, like, and it unfolds in an interesting. But everything that that Reacher didn't do, this this show does. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was thinking about when I was watching. And I'm not, Reacher. I'm not requiring like, oh, I'm Reacher. Glad is in this. Yeah, I wouldn't say Reacher needs to be weird or, or you know, just you know the world turn on its head. Like this show is just fucking odd, right? Reacher shouldn't be that, but it should have all the same basic elements that this show has, and it just doesn't have them. There's not one surprising element in Reacher from what I saw. This show constantly surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Book of Boba Fett, the big-time Disney Plus release, much-anticipated uh, release. I think this might be 
um, what they what fans were waiting for when they thought the Mandalorian was coming out. They thought it was a Boba <laughs> Fett show. It turned out not to be. This is so. This is not. This is even the Boba Fett show. Um, I mean, this show is terrible. I haven't there are watched two any episodes of, these other shows. of this show. There are two episodes of this show towards the end um, that are just Mandalorian episodes. He's Boba Fett's not well, even look, in them. They are literally the Mandalorian, and they are Mandalorian episodes of the Mandalorian. I'm, I'm you're watching the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett because this show is pointless. Boba Fett is worthless in the in the show. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a boring mess of a show. It's just, I mean, talk about filler. This is filler. It to me, it just fan service over and over, and I don't know if I've grown. But it's out not even Star good Wars, fan service. I loved this, but. But it, but it's just watching this. You think, okay, I, you're obviously telling a story to the people our age because we knew we you know, were the Boba Fett people in the Scarlet Pit. And he's waking up in that, and it's the end of Return of the Jedi. And then it becomes this Western for a minute. Then it becomes kind of Godfather esque, and then it becomes back to a Western. It, oh yeah, they keep they I'm have watching the flashbacks of the whole show. It's it's horrendous. I the flash first. It of has all, no identity. No flashbacks. Do not make shows with flashbacks anymore. They, they, you can't handle it. <laughs> They're terrible. Stop doing it. Yeah. It's, but yeah, it's just um, it's just not an, an interesting show, and he makes terrible decisions throughout it. Um, he's not tough enough. He's 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 fa- fairly weak, and the side characters like I don't really get to know anybody in this show to really give a shit about him. It, At all, it looks great visually. You can see money has been lavished yeah. on this show. We keep watching, keep more watching. than the other one. It's not. No, but it this, gets worse. It looks super is, cheap later on. Why is this okay? I haven't watched any of. I got to be honest. I haven't watched the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's really I haven't good. Watched if you like Western uh, um, Star Wars type intersection things, it's really good. Why is this so off key? Because it's pointless. This has no point. It, it literally gives the characters no point. Like Boba Fett has no point in this show. He, d- he doesn't have a point in it. And they tell you this backstory and these flashbacks and they try to work that into the rest of the show. But they're so those two stories, the present and the flashbacks are so different it just they don't make a difference really it just it, it like i don't know they they were so desperate and he's so different in this than he was in in um the star wars movies you know i don't know what happened when he came out of the pit but he's a completely different person he acts completely different well obviously i do know actually because they didn't flashbacks so they rewrote boba fett they rewrote the character um in the in in the flashbacks and what happened to him after he survived the sarlacc pit and it's just not interesting i just don't think it's done well it's the same problem i had with reacher i think i have with this as well um i need something better which is interesting because i like i mean john favreau um uh is great obviously robert rodriguez is i was just gonna say yeah, robert this. rodriguez who i i really like um Adore. And, and, yeah. yeah well guess what the directing in this is fucking terrible the whole thing's bad yeah, that could this is my. This is what I've come to realize when I watched the the, the the third episode of this one was that even since back in episode two, what twenty years ago now in two thousand two, the more I'm learning about Boba Fett, the less interesting that character becomes to me. When it was mysterious was and you didn't see behind character. the mask, yes. much it, better. It was a lot more intriguing. He was just a bounty it hunter. And he was this guy, and you could almost make up your own kind of story to him. But whatever you made up had to fit. It had to fit in with what happened in those movies, with what he was like. 
But now people who, well, who get things hold now. of things. Yes. Now when people get a hold of things, they want to do their own stuff with it. And so they rewrite it. And it's not, that's no, 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 <laughs> no, that's not respectful. Right. And that people aren't going to, I have no interest in that. And especially if you do it, if you do it and it's really good. Okay. But they've not been good at this. They've not been good at it at all. Right. On any level. I don't if in the movies, on the TV shows, they failed miserably in, um, in extending the life of a lot of their uh, franchise, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I think this stuff's trash, and I think people um, treat it as such. You know, they 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 treat it as an off watch on streaming stuff, and I don't think that's good in the long run. I mean, maybe I don't I'm think crazy. Anybody loves this show, from what I'm hearing. You well, know, I don't hear I, from Star Wars fanatics me, that I've talked mm-hmm. to. I'm not hearing a lot of love. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you what you think about. Because the streaming, you had mentioned earlier, like, how do you collect stuff? So you no longer have a collection that is yours. This is yours. This is your collection. You no longer have that. You just pay for the streaming stuff. And so you will basically always have Boba Fett, whether you want it or not. Um, so does that bring the level of of caring about it down? Like, Because I watched it anyways. Like, I, I still watched it. So as far as they know, I you know. It got watched. There's no rewatchability <laughs> to this. Nobody's going back and rewatching. But these is that episodes. a problem? I mean, See that that's what's interesting to me because I can't buy the thing. I'll never own it. So it's a one done deal. I watched it. They they keep in that sense they do keep the, the franchise alive. I mean, is there a point I in which people stop watching? Because yeah. it doesn't seem Wars, to be. No, you're always yeah, going to have. It doesn't seem to be. It doesn't that. seem to happen, right? Yeah, I mean. Tell me you've seen the George Lucas meme that's going around right now with the Back to the Future. Have you seen this? No. You know at the end of Back to the Future when Marty's playing with the band and the stunned prom crowd looks at him and he says, uh, you know, that might be ahead of its time, but trust me, your kids are going to love it. <laughs> um, it's Somebody superimposed George Lucas's head on it and they got the posters for episode one, two, and three. <laughs> it says, this might be ahead of its time, but trust me, your kids are going to love it. And uh, it's a good meme that's going around right now. But, you know, you, you wonder how many ulcers Lucas gets every time they release one of these shows or they do something Star Wars. And, and he probably, but then again, you know, if he has hadn't sat on his fat ass for 20 years, not doing anything with the franchise, then yeah. maybe he could have told some of these well, stories. He still has but, input, I guess. People still, uh, well, he certainly had input into this, um, but it wasn't. They can, it, it was actually good input, but it was it was they're like the Mandalorian episodes. It wasn't Boba Fett stuff. I really, yeah. I just think this is yeah. this is terrible. And in any in any show where people have guns, um, I, you know, I don't need these creative ways for people not to use guns because they can't kill the bad guys right away. It's just it's stupid. These guys have guns, and but they, but it's like, oh, we can't use the guns for X, Y, Z reason, whatever. We have to hand to hand combat fight. It makes no sense. Well, this this show also seems stuck in a place where it wanted to be adult, but it also knew it was going to draw a big kiddie audience. So it didn't exactly know how far to push some elements of of it. But I thought story wise, there were some intriguing things that they were setting up. I don't know how far down uh, that they complete telling that or some of those things are going to be brought up again in season two or what the plan is here. I imagine this is going to be a multiple season, no matter what the ratings are, because they need content fillers. Um, But out of the shows we've talked about tonight, I think this is the least of all three and it's by far the most costly. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I've, I've, I've watched all of them. So, um, who am I to talk? <laughs> well, would you place it like this? Like I'm doing on the show, I'd say peacemaker is a definite recommend. Reacher is a moderate recommend. And, uh, I'm not recommending Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the Mandalorian, you, 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 I, you could watch this <laughs> more. It's like more saying so if you watch WandaVision, you could watch Loki or, I mean, no, these not Disney really. Shows, these are, so these are intertwined. These are intertwined. So I, I would, that's why I would say you might want to watch this. If you watch Mandalorian and, and then you might want to watch this, but yeah, the show as a whole sucks. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer Reacher over this for sure. Yeah, so did I. All right, let's talk about movies. Let's get back on the movie track. Oh, God. A couple of big releases <laughs> that uh, we want to get talking about. One is Eternals, the big Marvel release, the two-hour and 40-minute bloated epic. Wouldn't it be crazy if, we, came if out. we only had good things to say about this? I mean, it, we, I would like to, first of all, if you're listening to this and you're irritated about us being I, I down on things— yeah. If you're being honest with yourself, you have to honestly realize that what we're being served up lately is just shit. It's just shit. This movie, it, first of all, I, I don't know. I, th- I had to stop it and restart it because I thought I had missed something in the storytelling. I thought the first 20 minutes of this was so poorly put together that I was actually slightly confused on who was supposed to be doing what to whom and where we were at and how this character knew that character. And then when I rewatched it, I thought, nah, wasn't just me. I think that there's scenes that are missing from this opening act that are, would make this even longer that flesh out even more story points because they just jump into this fucking thing like you've read all the comic books. There's a running start into this movie, and um, for, for how vast it was, very mm-hmm. dull once again. Very it's a super basic. Movie. I mean, just the plot's basic, right? They're the Eternals. They have to save the world against some weird alien thing, and it's just, yeah, nah, you know, it's a lot like Captain Marvel stuff. It, I just superhero things are kind of boring unless the characters are interesting or Pop. you ha- do have an yep. interesting plot to to, to do something with. Um, this had neither; it just had neither interesting characters or an interesting plot, and um, you know. But I guess. I don't know. It's Academy Award winning director, so what do I know? Oh, get the fuck out of here. That's hilarious. These movies are made. You're an Academy Award winning director, so what are you directing? The dramatic scenes? You're blocking out the other stuff because 90%, or not 90, but 50% of this is shot on green screens and with second unit. So what is she directing exactly? This fucking cracks me up when these directors that have never made anything with any action. She also wrote the screenplay. Oh, well, thank you. She's clearly such a talented storyteller that she couldn't get the fucking exposition out of the way in a clear manner to not confuse her audience. I mean, this thing, visually, great. They can do the visuals all day long. Character, what character am I supposed to give a shit about? It's very basic visually as far as any of these movies are concerned. Who are you supposed to care about? I don't don't know. Some of them? I don't know. Yeah, I, I... Really, I didn't get into any of them, um, and I just I don't. It's like this weird half Watchmen type plot that's going on that just um, that was more like a Captain Marvel thing where people are lied to, and they're not like I don't. It's a I don't really understand the point of why this needs to be like. Why do they need to have their memories wiped? They show up, they kill like they're part of the a process of like. 
growing food for this thing, right? And the food would be us, the humans. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. But then there's like, but then they have to have the evil alien things show up. And, you know, I'll just ask you this. Why don't the Eternals just show up and kill all the dinosaurs? Why do they need to bring like <sighs> these crazy monsters down to kill everything? Why don't they just kill it all? I'm so confused. Where were they with Thanos and all that stuff? I mean, it's like, oh, we weren't oh, yeah, going to intervene thing, yet. Right? We yeah. are now. Yeah, you got to wreck on them. Because you have a universe that is just is too big. And it works. This stuff works on a comic book level because it, you can it, you can actually just ignore comic books. <laughs> you can ignore entire trees and plot lines and things of comic books. You just don't read those things. Or if you do, then they... They kind of that's where like the multiverse type idea kind of comes from where things exist in the same universe but it but not really you know so it's excusable but when you try to present it as like a solid movie line where everything really is in line with each other yeah it just gets to the point where like what the where were you guys like what was this and the whole thing like oh well we don't interfere y- you don't but you are going to now it seems like you do yeah yeah because right. the whole movie is about you getting the balls to interfere finally. To me, this reminded me of a really lesser, like like X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Do you know what I mean by that? Where nobody yeah. popped off the screen. I really didn't give a shit or the who last was doing what X-Men to who. Movie as well. That Rise of yeah, yeah. Phoenix the or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Was a po- yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Dark Rising. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's what happened with those X-Men movies as well, right? They went from really interesting characters in first class, like really great movie. And then by the time ending with the Phoenix saga stuff, and it's just not interesting. <laughs> I don't care about the characters. It, it, it becomes a lot of busyness, in yep. I, I, which do, isn't interesting at that point because you're not invested in anything that's happening uh, in, in terms of, of what they can do visually. I don't know if you saw it's, this. But it's not even. Well, clearly you watch this on Disney yeah, Plus, right? Yeah, I watched on Disney Plus. Did you watch it with the ASP where you could watch the IMAX screens yeah, we in a different the, ratio? <laughs> that is. Did it throw you off? It was very odd no, to me. No, but it's not a thing. I don't understand. That would only work in... It doesn't really work in, in IMAX. It doesn't even really do that because they're for... They're not for actual IMAX screens. They're for the, the fake IMAX screens. Yeah, they're um, retrofitted Which are just those. like XD type screens that you would find uh, at a lot of theaters. Uh, I mean, those are the... Um, Cinemark ones. Hold on. So w- what you're saying, like to be clear here, is that they're a, it's an IMAX convergence, Look, like a 3D convergence. All Once the, the film's are, been shot, it's not shot um, on IMAX cameras. The mo- movies don't get wider, right? They get they get skinnier. I mean, and that's the reality. So if you want to shoot a Taller. wide movie, because you you have it's the one screen. That's all you got. They don't have wide screens anymore. Um, and actually for a long time, they didn't even as well when they, when they sent out anamorphic stuff and, but things aren't even anamorphic anymore, right? It's all just straight regular stuff. And so you're just cutting off the tops and the bottom and you're saying, oh, it's wider, but it's, it's not, <laughs> you might as well just shoot everything <laughs> one eight five or 16 by nine really at this point, because when you do the, the IMAX enhanced stuff, um, it just fills the screen then. And I've seen the, I watched the YouTube videos with a guy complaining about it. Cause he had bought the four Ks and he's like, well, the, the IMAX Disney ones are actually better. And he showed, you know, the, the different versions of them. And he's right because it's just, it's a better, it's, it's better formatted for the screen. It's just a better, like there's a better shot. You see more information. Um, so yeah, I and I've always found that annoying when they did that with any when they do framing in, in a lot of movies like that and you miss things 
um, by going to different frames. I don't know. There's weird stuff. Um, so you know, the know. only time I really thought that an IMAX shot or a sequence worked, if I'm being 100% transparent here, was that in Ghost Protocol, when Cruz stepped out on the Burj Khalif there, the, the, out at the window, mm-hmm. it went from normal to IMAX, and it gave me a sense of vertigo. And that was an effective use yeah, I've, of I've that. Seen, but that's just, that isn't, I, I don't know. Calling it IMAX is, unless you're watching it on a real IMAX screen, it's not. It's nothing to you. It's just an aspect ratio change. That's all it is. And, and that's, um, I think that's usable. That's interesting. Um, you know, certainly uh, something uh, that could be used visually in a movie, like, like as you say, with, with that. Um, and it does work sometimes, but in general, it's just, I don't think for most movies, it's just, un, it's unnecessary. It's a cheap trick, I think, to sell it to scenes in IMAX, see it in IMAX, you know, special scenes filmed, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Uh, is 3D still a thing? Can you still get like a 3D screening of something? Yeah. Do you know, is that still around? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a, not as much as it used to be. <laughs> I mean, shit, I haven't seen that's, so that's uh, an advertisement for a 3D movie in a long time, you know? Yeah, people just want to watch movies, you know? And we want to watch good movies, and so uh, I'm basically done with it. I'm well, done I'm, with every, everything Hollywood, all this technology bullshit stuff. I think needs we've got the technology down, clearly. Uh, it's, just, just quit it. Make good movies. <laughs> yeah, get back to storytelling. Yeah. That's really the main aspect here. That's going to be the, the theme of this show right now because uh, the next film we're going to talk about is Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is Jason Reitman's ode to his father's franchise, yeah. Ivan Reitman, who passed away this week. Um, bummer to lose Ivan Reitman. And, you know, Ghostbusters Triplets. 1 is hailed as, uh, yeah, that's never going to happen. The, the Schwarzenegger, Eddie Murphy did. I don't know. I wonder. Movie, uh, unless Reitman takes it up. Yeah, the, I wonder the if they'll, they'll, they'll replace him because it was a. Uh... I mean, it, it's fairly close to shooting, as far as I understand it. Like they're they're basically getting ready to roll they're on prepping. it. Yeah, yeah, it was in prep. So uh, maybe the younger Reitman takes that over. But you know, the first Ghostbusters more was, is heralded as this absolute classic. And as much as I admire the first Ghostbusters, I'm not in love with it as much as, let's say, Back to the Future or. You know, Rocky, the things of that era that are or Goonies, even that are that are comparable. Although I do have an absolute love for Ghostbusters two, which I think is almost as good as the first one. I yeah, love I'm, Ghostbusters two. I, uh, I I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I really think Ghostbusters two is, is just as good as the first one. Um, I, I, I they are different movies, but they're at least they're told differently. You know, they're certainly set up differently, but. Yeah, I really I don't see the problem with Ghostbusters 2. Other than I think it's fun to say that it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think I it's mean, an interesting joke that everyone we, says all the time. It's like you kind of have to be in the know, you know, in a way to know that Ghostbusters 2 isn't as good as the first one. But looking back, yeah. It has a Bobby Brown soundtrack cassette single along with it. I mean, it's got some weird oddities to it. But it also came out in a summer of sequels in 89 where it just got pretty much... It had like the opening record for for the box office for the weekend, and then the next weekend Batman came out and shat on it, and then like Indiana Jones came out or somewhere but in that order. But I mean, those it are got lost that those summer. are fun movies. I, the, the first two Ghostbusters movies, and I think they fit um, shoulder to shoulder with a lot of the other things you listed. Um, obviously, I think Rocky would be the best movie out of all those if I was I really had to well, look I at a movie. Mean, like, but, it, mm-hmm. 
in the summer of 89, when, when Ghostbusters came out, you had the sequel to Indiana Jones, you had Batman coming out, you had Lethal Weapon 2, you had License to Kill. Sure, I mean, you but had a lot you only of, have, of big action films coming out. But there are only out certain kind of movies that, 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 that stick you know, through time, and Ghostbusters is definitely one of those movies. It, it is that good. Fucking A. Fucking A, yeah. And I think Ghostbusters 2 is overlooked. Um, Me too. And, and you know, the, the 2016 version came out, and it was okay. Uh, I wasn't too keen on it, but it was it, it was, it was acceptable right. entertainment and, and you, for what and, it was. And you yeah. know that it was just okay. I think everyone, if you ever see the movie, it's just it's a, just a movie. It's, it's not great. There's plenty to complain about, believe me. But uh, yeah, it, it was a one done guy. I saw it, you know, whatever. It didn't. It just didn't bother me. I guess as much as everyone uh, makes it out to bother them. I don't. I don't quite understand it, but. Yeah, was I wasn't right. sure on, on the backlash of that as well, but as, as a film, it had some, some decent laughs, and I loved the cast all um, individually on Saturday Night Live for the most part, and I thought they did a great job for what they were given. And in retrospect, now that I've seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, <laughs> I actually appreciate the 2016 version a little bit more because this, is, uh, this movie has, is, is first of all, it's hollow nostalgia. It's playing on fan service. It's all the to me the worst aspects of the reboot redo yeah. franchise shit that we're in right now. Man, I can't, and I hate to sound no. like that because I wanted to love this movie. I, I really I did. The first ten minutes, I thought it was there. I, yeah, me as well. I, I mean, I'm I watching this movie and it opens up and I'm thinking, oh wow, and um, the direction is really good in the opening of this movie. I'm like, yep. oh my god, Reitman's Editing, Reitman's right pacing. here. This is working. This is working. And then I realize this is a twenty minute short that they extended into like two hours. It's fucking horrendous. I mean, this movie is really bad. This is a pitch. Yeah, there's no substance in this movie. And to say empty fan service, I I hate fan service. I hate it. Um, I hated it when they did it in in that first Star Wars movie. Uh, you know, I, I can't stand it. I don't need someone to, to on screen tell me how wonderful it is that they're making this fucking movie. I'm here. I'm watching it, aren't I? Like, I just don't don't join in with the fun with me. You're not you're not part of this. You're not a fan. You're making the movie. You're the person I supposed to be the fan of. To me? <laughs> it's horrible. It makes me think of when I'm watching something. I go, oh hey, remember that other thing over here? This is kind of like that. And then I'm totally out of the fucking movie again. It and I just, get it's a sequel to something, so it's going to have a bit of that quality. But this, first of the story, tell me you can't see everything coming from yeah. a mile I mean, the story, away. But and the story's so basic. Quips. I have some, some complaints about the idea that um, if Ghostbusters 1 and 2 really happened, would, would you not fucking know about it? Well, this whole generation is I mean, oblivious to it, apparently. Me? They don't teach that shit in school. Ghosts are real. They found it out. Really? Really? That doesn't change, fundamentally change, like, science and the way that you... T- I, it, this is... It's un- I, what? I can't handle it. That is just uh, such a, a breach of logic that makes no sense to me whatsoever. At all. I was a little confused about that, too, especially because you have what are apparently intelligent people in this in the form of Paul Rudd, who is a seismologist, and... Who's the best thing in the movie? And, once and again, underutilized to a, to a degree that is just. I, well, I don't. You say the best thing. I don't know. Some of the lines he delivers are cringy, and he, the, the writing is so horrible. He almost doesn't have anything to say. Sometimes it feels like, and he interjects just to as a reminder that he's still there. <laughs> oh it, God! I, at least I look to him to at least be an interesting character. I found 
nothing else interesting in this. I didn't think the kids with their Stranger Things situation going on and the granddaughter be you know the the fact that that's that's Egon in the beginning is clear to everybody. It right. takes the characters in the movie about a good thirty five minutes to catch on because to that they just keep thing. doing. They keep rewatching YouTube videos about Ghostbusters so many times. I'm like, dude, the first time you did that, I got it. Like I I already fucking know. You should fucking know because you live in you yeah, live in the, the world. I don't even live in that world. I live in a world where those were movies. Like I got yeah, four hours in that, that world. You have a whole lifetime in that world. You don't know this shit. This is unbelievable to me. I, I it's just, just uh, I, imagine if ghosts were real and then you didn't know about it. Like no one told you. They're like, eh, yeah, we we don't really talk well, about no, that. No, no, they took care of that back in eighty yeah. nine, and we had to worry think about, about that it shit since. Anymore. It's like no, that has fundamentally other issues. <laughs> like what? It. It, like oh. you say, this is the biggest fan film of these type of things that I've seen. This it has is, that this feeling is basically too. A fan have you film. seen any fan stuff? I, I've seen a couple of like Star Trek things, and they're smooth like this, but they have that feeling of like inauthentic. You know, they don't feel they feel like uh, like they're well made or well crafted in some sense, but they don't feel like they're really part of the actual story. They feel like a fan movie, and that's yeah. what this feels like. That's what this especially felt like the when the, when the original from- Ghostbusters show up. Oh my god puke it's let these guys rest already retire God. them i mean how many times it you know what it reminded me of as i'm watching it i kept thinking okay when some of you assholes showed on? up in the last oh. one too and you fucking vetted that one and you guys all said this was great blah 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 it reminds me of schwarzenegger every couple of years trotting out a new terminator <laughs> movie going this is the best be one back. since I'll number two yes. and you know it's not the greatest and then he comes the out and he goes the last one sucked i know but this one is the best one since i two. just hate the mo- like, like moments in these movies, like I say, the, the fan service stuff where where you had the ghost Egon and all of them together lined up and then they all look at him like, eh, it's that moment of like, can you believe there's a Ghostbusters movie and it's a real Ghostbusters movie and the go- real Ghostbusters are in it? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the greatest thing ever, guys. We made it. We made a fucking Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, the Beatles didn't get back together here. I mean, it's not but that big of a fucking deal. That? Is this you know? really what people want? Because the, the people love this movie. They keep saying this is a great movie. This is exactly what they wanted. Screw that all-female Ghostbusters movie. And it's just like the all-female Ghostbusters movie was it like at least a real movie. It had a plot. It had characters it, that went around. It was also and did a stuff. comedy. And it was a comedy, you know. It had laughs. It's got problems. Which like I said, I got plenty to complain about there. But it, that, it, to me, that movie, for all of its faults, is way more intriguing than this. Uh, the rewatchability factor is way higher oh, yeah. on the 2016 version. I'll probably so never watch this. That's all I'm gonna say about that. There's yeah, no know. reason and to. The, the two lines in this made me like chuckle. One was the whole, uh, you know, the the bit between the girl and the teacher initially when she gave him a little and she winked at him. That mm-hmm. was cute. And there was another bit later on down the line. Where the team, the boy said a little something to the, the podcasting kid. That was cute. But it's all, it, it reeked of a Spielbergian type, you know, wannabe. And I didn't, you know, Spielberg didn't make Ghostbusters. It didn't <laughs> need that vibe to it either. doesn't have that vibe you know, at all, yeah. And it has a very odd soundtrack. Who's picked the music? So, I mean, obviously Reitman did. But like, it, I, everything about this movie screamed attention to itself is the best way I can describe that. Like you said, look guys, we're making another, isn't this cool? We're doing this. Isn't it cool? I hate it. 
we're doing this. Show me to make it cool. Don't like, tell there's, me there's it's that moment cool. in that in Star Wars where they're they're like, can you? Where they're on the Millennium Falcon for the first time, and they're like, can you believe yeah. we're making a Star Wars movie? This was this is the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh my god, this is Star Wars. You guys were making a Star Wars movie. It's like I don't need characters to tell me that. I'm watching the fucking movie. <laughs> well, if they're gonna do that, at least do it in a humorous, yeah, if you want to do self-acknowledging way, like yeah, in Fast yeah. Nine when Tyrese realizes he's in the middle of a fucking Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> I still. <laughs> I love that. That was sequence. okay. I mean, the the third Expendables is the, is, the, is the best one that does that. But um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff is is, a, is far more entertaining uh, than. But that's not fan service. No, um, that's just characters realizing yeah, the crazy a weird shit they've done, it, which is fine. Yeah, I, I mean, th- this I just I don't need. I I've seen I I know the the title of the movie. I don't need you to keep telling me that you did this and that you're amazing because finally, finally, and you're a true fan. I swear to God, start hiring people who do not know anything about the fucking source material. Don't let them read fucking source material. You know, just get away from that. I don't. I don't that want sounds fans sacrilegious. But, I don't, but when really fans does. make these movies, they are not good. And I'll I'll point to one perfect example of what proves your point you just said because most people say you're out of your fucking mind the perfect thing that symbolizes that is the original batman film because tim burton didn't love the comics he wasn't married to any of the ideals of it yeah. and you have a fucking classic that stands yeah, up. as long as you can hit so some major that's what they like used if you to know do generally what happens in some storyline or whatever um then great you're good to go right it doesn't have to be look at the watchman movie it's a great movie it's not the same as a comic book so many things get changed anyways um, and, and these people are just you know, retcon, make up whatever the hell they want to anyhow. Uh, so I don't even believe half the people who are making this shit are fans. Um, but yeah, but it just seems worse on some of these, you know, like JJ Abrams should not be, you know, and, and I'll tell you the star war or the star Trek mo- movies. Fine. He got, he got a, he got a one, one in there that was good. <laughs> Well, maybe two. Yeah, one. Well, I'll say yeah, two one, with eh. those Star Trek movies. I like the first one and the third one. The second one is first okay. First one's great. The second one's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree with you. The second one's just okay. But uh, you know, you talk about J.J. Abrams, talking about Super Eight, even his Spielberg kind of uh, ode to Spielberg. This had a little bit of that vibe to it as well. You know, this had a Super Eight type vibe to it. Yep. Um, and I don't think that's appropriate Super Eight's a better material. movie. I'd rather I, I watch really Super don't. Eight than this ever again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Super Eight's a way better movie, right. you know. So I don't, I don't know, I don't so, know the point of making. I guess I don't know the point of making movies anymore. I, I think it's just for content, and I and that's not. I, I, I don't know. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, it's definitely this. Like I said, this false nostalgia era that we're living in. I hope we get past it because a lot of these are just going to be written off anyways. There's no rewatchability yeah, to this. Well, it's too at late all. in some sense. Like I, I you, you, you will never get a, a, a ghostbusters three. It's it just, it's too late. It's too late for ghostbusters. Yeah. So stop it. Just, just stop it or do something, do a ghostbusters and like you did before with the all girl one, but okay. No one liked that. Okay. We'll do one. That's completely separate again. Like, uh, restart it. There can be Ghostbusters elsewhere. Other Ghostbusters. I don't know. Does it have to be these four guys? Can only be them. I mean, there's fucking ghosts. I mean, they tried that with Men in Black International, and that that was a fucking. And that disaster. was that was uh, yeah, it didn't work. So they're unhelpable because I think they uh, um, they're too focused on business and they don't care. And and to be honest, no one there's no hurt uh, being put on the wallet. 
um, for them, right? The, um, the, I, everyone's still paying for everything. So what the fuck do they care? Well, this was done much cheaper than the 2016 version because this, there's no named stars in this. I mean, you got to pay to get the old guys back for a little cameo, but that's about it. You're not paying big names above the title. Is the, the brand sells itself. Well, I don't think they were willing to take a, a, lot of ways. a chance on it. I mean, I think that's the reality on that. Um, I, look, this got rave reviews at film festivals because it was basically seen by a lot of fans. And in a, in a place where I guess you have I'm a loving relationship with that. I'm not a fan the way that other people are fans, you know? Yeah, me, me neither of this franchise. So I have to admit I that and kind of give things. you that caveat before I, I mean, say I, it. I, I can be fanish over things, but I'm never... I'm not so dedicated to anything that uh, something else couldn't exist that, you know... I guess hurts. Although I say I that, I saw you I'm... dressed up as Harry Potter on the midnight screening yeah. of all Harry, the all movies. movies. Um, yeah, I did just say it about Boba Fett that I didn't like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting all uh, tongue twisted here, just with just bad content. You know, I guess if if it was good, um, there wouldn't be any complaints. You know, but so I I don't know how they fix that. You know. Let's move on and talk about uh, Maybe with stuff like this. Willy's Wonderland. I want to talk about Nicolas Cage's straight-to-DVD career, which <laughs> has uh, been sprawling as of late. Not as prolific as, let's say, Danny Trejo or Bruce Willis at the moment, but nonetheless, well, he's Danny putting up Trejo solid numbers. No. Uh, Danny, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, Nicolas Cage is, is at least a little bit more concerning uh, or disconcerting, but, but this yeah. is a film about a guy who goes to work for basically... Chuck E. Cheese. Do you have Chuck E. Cheese down where you live? Do yes, you have that franchise? of course. I love Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, so all over California with the dancing Muppets they that play the music. Out. And did they really? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's oh, horrendous. Bastards. They took them out. The only reason Ruining to ever go there. They took them Here out. Here we are talking about false hollow nostalgia, <laughs> and I'm upset about Chuck E. Cheese removing the fucking Muppeteers. I did eat their pizza, um, though. Um, 2020, I think, two years ago horrible <laughs> is that what caused the pandemic were you the maybe. fucking patient zero maybe yeah yeah i had to get it because i kept in my head i was like chuck e cheese yeah I, I you know i had to try it great pizza um, it's not it's terrible pizza it, i remember it being basically cheesy bread like it no is. sauce it's really bad on we it. got a couple of other things too yeah. just because i was i'm never going back so i want to try uh, a lot of their weird uh, or a lot of their pizza-ish type things they had it's all bad there's nothing good about it Hold on, hold on. This story's awesome. Were you just driving by a Chuck E. Cheese and said, fuck it, I'm getting a pizza from Chuck E. Cheese? Well, essentially, yeah. I mean, there's a Chuck E. Cheese by, like, our Winco, by the Dollar Tree. It's just, it, it's it's been there forever in that building, but, uh, so it's just out there. I know where it is, but we were uh, leaving Winco one day, and I was, really, I was like, fuck it, I'm getting some Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I love it. It, it was during, like, lockdown, so, so I was like, if these bitches are open, fucking getting some. I'm going in there. And we went in, and they was all closed down, and everything, and they still had their um, their puppet show, but they wouldn't turn it on, but because no one was there, um, but they were taking it out. They, they were taking all those out. They they made an announcement. It was disheartening. I thought, damn. 
It is disheartening. It really is. But I, I gotta say, out of all the times where I'm driving by a pizza place and I'm thinking Papa John's or this one or that yeah, one, yeah, that or show was round table pizza. So much hut, fun. I never think of fucking Chuck E. Cheese for a pizza. I forget that they even sell. No, I pizza. just always remember that show. That show. And the show's horrible. You can look it up on YouTube online for anyone that wants to know. I mean, you can look it up. It, it's, it's horrendously awful. bad. Yeah, but it was. Fuck, it was the '80s, man. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Jumping in a ball pit <laughs> full of germs. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, great time. I had many a birthday party there myself and for friends. And um, this movie at least brought back that memory. Because this is about a guy who, what, is he a security guard or a janitor? It's been a while since I watched he's this one. Drifter. I think he's a janitor, right? And he's a janitor, yes. Well, no. I mean. He's a drifter who gets hired on at this he's franchise. Nothing. Yeah, has he's just kind of this, this guy. You don't really know what he is. Um, because he doesn't speak. Ever. There's zero dialogue in this film by Nicolas Cage, by the way. Fairly interesting. It's truly a silent it's film performance. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is a ridiculously weird movie. So, he gets tricked into being the janitor for Willy's Wonderland. And um, there's a whole plot about it. They basically trick people. And then the Willy's Wonderland. It's like Five Nights at Freddy's, right? Where, yeah, which is a game where, yeah, people. where you're in a Chuck E. Cheese like thing, and there's, you know, the stage creature things that, that are like robotic things come alive and they kill you, and that's basically what this is. And apparently, in this town, they uh, they have to feed these things, <laughs> fucking people, you know, because there's a whole curse thing. Well, well whatever. It's, you know, it's a standard horror shit, but um, I thought this was kind of a fun movie for for how low budget and just kind of, uh. Weird to say, but in a, in a in a good way, it doesn't try to uh, to make it out to be more than what it is. Like shit, Nicholas Cage doesn't say a fucking word during the whole movie, so it really doesn't try at all. And it just it just exists as what it is, which is a weird kind of a movie where Muppet robot things come to life and try to kill you. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a fun little movie for what it was. It reminded me of Critters or something like that. It had had elements of Little Shop of Horrors with having to feed the beast to keep it kind of satiated mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't I think it's as good as either um, of those, but yeah. the owners. No, no, but I mean, for what it was trying on the budget that it had, yeah. I actually appreciated what it was doing. And Nicolas Cage not speaking a word sounds like... It sounds like what Bruce Willis does. Shows up and picks up a paycheck. Nicholas Cage no, he's is actually working in invested this. in this film. Yeah, he's working. He's acting. Yeah, he, he, it, it, and what he's doing is a choice that somewhat enhances the movie because I don't know what he'd be able to say verbally that wouldn't just be fucking well, but it ridiculous. It also makes him... I mean, what is he in this? He seems like he's not human in some way. And so, like, when he meets these... I thought he was on the spectrum or something. I, I don't know what uh, it I is, he but he's, because he's so... He almost seems uh, overpowered in this, in, in a way, like, more than just a normal human. Because when he when he fights the creatures and stuff, like, he fucks them up. And they they typically kill people. And he's, like, breaking them and doing all this he, shit. And yeah, I maybe like, you're onto something. Maybe he's, like, an avenging angel or something like It was something, something like weird that, like that. That's know, kind of the feeling of... that I got. But they didn't... Um, uh, but there's no backstory, obviously. They don't even. That's why I said they don't even attempt to explain any of that stuff. But you're just kind of left with that idea of that he's that he's something different than everybody else, at least. Like he's he's well, he is the difference. He's he's the thing that's able to kill the <laughs> the bad guys. But I like the special effects in this. Well, and I like you, the characters of the I do um, too. Uh, of the animatronics. You know, I liked. I even like those characters and like the different uh, uh, um, things that they did. And and the secondary characters were. You know, hit and miss. 
Look, this is a great midnight stoner movie. I got to be yeah. honest with you. This is the kind of movie that you eat an edible or you smoke a joint and you put this on at midnight. And this is the kind of shit they would have shown on USA Up All Night back in the 80s and 90s with Gilbert Godfrey. And this exactly. Is the, mm-hmm. This is the kind of movie that if you had a video store and you were wandering through it and you picked this up, this becomes the cult classic amongst you and your friends. You know what I mean? You watch this 10 times because this is on streaming and Nicolas Cage isn't what he was. It's easy to dismiss this. But out of the movies we're talking about on today's show, I actually think this is the most enjoyable out of all three of the things that we were talking about. (laughs) And this has the most minuscule budget with an actor who is out of favor and yet has more creativity in it in terms of um, storytelling choices than the two of the bigger budget box office hits that we just talked about. I mean, out of all of these, Willy's Wonderland and The Peacemaker are the two that I'm recommending on today's show. they're the oddities. Do you agree with me on that? They're the weird ones. And in some sense, um, you know, no oversight. Letting people do what they do best. Um, Who would have thought that 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 actually works? You know, that you don't need... The suits in there, telling, making sure everything runs just right, so it can be commercially viable. Well, I mean, I, I get it because if not, you get a Lars Van Trier in there making dog great, and nobody great, because you only get that so thing. often, you know. And that's only when you completely let it run unchecked, right? Like, um, and you only have to, like, as you say, you only have to go back to the sixties and seventies to see uh, how that story ends, which is not good. But I certainly don't want. Uh, as much as I don't want a large von chart, um, I I don't like what we're getting now, which is the complete opposite. The pendulum has swung too far to the other side. Yeah. Do you remember year in the early 90s when Spielberg said in the future, there's going to be one movie made. It's going to star the biggest movie star in the world and have all the special effects. You know, and they thought that like at the time, Last Action Hero might be that movie as an example. We are going to eventually get to that. It's going to be the biggest, you know, it's, whether it's Spider-Man or the Avengers, it's going to be one movie. It's going to have everybody. It's going to be the biggest fucking thing. And I mean, I don't you know. I, I don't right know now? That that's true because all, all the movies we have had so many record-breaking movies. I look where Spider-Man wound up on on the all-time list. Um, what's the top ten chart, bro? Um, it's I used unbelievable. To, be able to recite that by heart when I was a kid. C- can you well, tell me been what's a lot on of the movement top ten? There, but there's a lot of newer movies in there. Um, so and it's mostly that is, newer shit. Yeah, and that, so that's uh, unprecedented, really. I guess. But even I mean, when we were keeping track of the charts, it wasn't that long, anyhow. But um, I know, but things still, move faster you, you think now. About but it, yeah, it, it's populated now by well, more sequels than I've ever heard. Past, and, right, the new erase it pushes out um, all the older stuff. There's no staying power at all, and uh, uh, for anything. That's why I was saying before. Uh, that, that's why um, streaming almost helps that. Right, it helps you just shit out stuff, and then you forget about it. It's just gone wherever you know, but available there for whoever wants to see it whenever. But you know, you don't have a collection anymore. You don't have things that you care about anymore. You know, you, you, you also don't have a library that you can reference. Like, yeah. you, you know, that's, that's a big thing is I, there is a shot the other day that I wanted to look at that. I remember from Apocalypto and I put on Apocalypto just to look at that, that shot. Cause I was like, I just remembered that shot. And I wanted to see if it was exactly how I remembered it. And I, I found the scene and I put it on and it was, and I thought that's like opening a book and reading a passage. You know, you don't, if you don't have that book on your shelf, you can't open it up and refer to it, you well, know, you whether it be an encyclopedia or whatever. <laughs> you have to double yeah. check if it, is it on the streaming services? When will it be? Maybe. Who knows? 
Right. It, it just, it just to, to pull that off the shelf and have that, I also felt like I had ownership of it and that with my money, I had kind of voted for this movie mm-hmm. in a way. Do you know what I mean by that? Where, like you said earlier, yeah, you're gonna, every, we watched Boba Fett. It doesn't matter if we liked it or not. It, the viewing numbers are in and we watched it and Disney says two more people watched that. It's not like when you spend your hard-earned money to buy something, made the trip to the store to get it, ordered it off Amazon, whatever it may be. And like I said, you voted with your, your money so that the studio the actor they, they knew they were viable or yeah. not I'm, I'm not ordering off the menu i'm 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 just going up to the buffet you know and that makes it, it that's hard because i can go up to the buffet and uh and everyone can look at something and think that looks really good and take it away and then the people who work at the buffet will think oh that food's real everyone loves that food right and people keep taking it but they don't they're not fucking eating it or they're not liking it they're not finishing it they're not whatever you know but to them they they think that you know it's good, and they make the same money. Everyone keeps going back. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how to fix this problem. You know, this is like a a technological problem where things are changing. The way people consume things are changing, and I don't. I am not happy with the quality. You know. Well, out of the shows that we talked about today, two of the three are are decent enough to to give a recommend. I mean, one's a high recommendation. Uh, with the Peacemaker, we both recommend that. We both say modest recommendation for Reacher, and we're both negative on Boba Fett. To recap the movies that we talked about, we both were down on Eternals. Neither of us liked Ghostbusters Afterlife at all. We both thought the 2016 version was much better, <laughs> and we both enjoyed Willie's Wonderland. So we were absolutely in agreement today. First time in a long time we've been 100% in agreement, so uh, good job. You're correct in all your assessments <laughs> of all the, all the products. I've been, I, I've been so, checked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you've been vetted and you are, you are corrected, sir. Um, that's going to wrap up our episode for tonight. We want to thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back shortly with another episode talking about The Kingsman and the other latest releases on the streaming services. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! Engage!